Hello, goddess, and welcome back to another episode of Wild Podcast. I'm your host, Lo, founder and creative director of Wild Branding Co., and your personal design doula and brand goddess, here to remind you of your innate power to create the business, the brand, the reality of your wildest dreams, and then equip you with the skills, knowledge, and awareness to actually do it. On this podcast, you can expect open and honest conversations about what it means to be a sovereign woman, insightful explanations on how to reclaim your personal power, and tangible guidance on transforming your skills and sovereignty into service and impact for the collective. You were created to create, and Wild Branding Co. exists as the sacred chalice where your visions become reality. I'm so glad you're here. Now let's get wild. Hello, love, and welcome back to another episode of Wild, the podcast. I'm your host, Logan, founder and creative director of Wild Branding Co., and I'm so excited to be back here with you for another episode. Now, I'll be completely honest and transparent. This episode is, I mean, all of my episodes, honestly, are completely unscripted. Um, This one's very much impromptu. I've been sitting here on my bed (laughs) for the last, like, 30 minutes because I have on my to-do list today to record this podcast for you so it can go out on Wednesday. Today's Monday. And I've just been waiting for the idea to come through. Like, what what needs to move through me, spirit? Like, what needs to be said? What do I need to share? And I've learned, I'm far enough in my journey now, that I've learned not to rush it. Just wait. (laughs) It will come. It always does. Doesn't always come in my time, but it will come eventually. And it did. And you'll you'll see it in, you know, the the title of this episode, the number one question to ask yourself about your brand, or more specifically, the number one question to ask your brand. The number one question to ask your brand. Now, before I tell you the question. I want to give you a little context. So if you follow me on social media, then you know the last couple of weeks I've been, well, I haven't really, I've shared that it's been tough, but I haven't shared like the depth of toughness that it has been. Um, It's been really tough. Uh, Definitely one of those dark nights of the soul. And I've been doing a lot of research here lately on womb mythology and the ancient womb religions. And one hallmark of all of them is the uh, corresponding descent and ascent, right? To, in order to ascend into the celestial cosmic womb, we have to first descend into the primordial earth womb, Right. And a lot of modern religions like evangelical Christianity and things like that, they have just, you know, vastly distorted uh, these ancient traditions and womb religions. And we often see just this complete denial of the need for a descent into the primordial earth womb. And that's mostly because, um, People were afraid of it. You know, the the earth womb, the underworld rooted in the depths of darkness. It was mysterious and unpredictable and hard to understand. So naturally they just, you know, erase that part of history. And, you know, that's another conversation for another podcast. But I digress. 
all of these ancient womb religions share this trope of, you know, descending in order to then ascend. And I feel like the last few weeks, looking back on them now, as I can, you know, see the light at the end of the tunnel, I can absolutely see that I have been in the depths of a descent, a deep, deep, deep descent. And I actually entered into another one more consciously. I feel like we don't always enter into these things consciously. I actually entered into one consciously and willingly yesterday. Um, It's an 84-day long descent, and I'll share more about that once I'm on the other side of it. Um, But it's just interesting to look back and to see that I (laughs) very unconsciously have been descending for the last couple of weeks, and um, it started with... My kids getting sick and um, one got sick and then the other got sick and then they had to miss school and then they just constant upheaval, kind of like being in an ocean and you get hit by one wave and then you get hit by another and you get hit by another and you get hit by another and in between the waves, you can't stand up and you can't catch your footing and you can't breathe and you can't catch your breath and that's just how it's felt. And then spring break happened and it's just been one thing after the other, after the other, after the other. And it's been a lot, especially since I had gotten to this point with my business where I had created a lot of momentum. There's a lot of really exciting things happening. I had a lot of clarity and then roadblock, 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 roadblock. What the fuck? Another roadblock. Like what is going on universe? Like, and that's where a lot of the dis- well the discomfort happened because you know I was in the descent process anyway but I created more discomfort because I resisted it because I just couldn't logically make sense of it. I was like, "Oh my gosh, like things are going so great, things are going amazing. Like I've got all this momentum and all these exciting things are happening and then roadblock, roadblock, roadblock. Like why? Why? Why?" And I couldn't for the life of me make sense out of it. I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" And finally, of course, it happened yesterday, the very last day of this kind of descent that I've been in for the last couple of weeks. I knew it was going to end yesterday. So naturally, that's also when I began another one intentionally. Um, But yesterday, I kind of received a little bit of a breakthrough of just, you know, so often, especially in the spiritual community, when we're in these seasons of darkness or, you know, just a shitty season that's really fucking hard, man. We, and I think this is a byproduct of toxic positivity, but we try and find the meeting, right? We try and find the silver linings. We try and make it mean something ultimately to make ourselves feel better about being in a shitty situation, right? And while there's nothing wrong with that, and I do think that every shitty situation offers a silver lining and there's always a lesson and everything's always happening for us, I also think that trying to search for that, so desperately trying to search for that while we're in the midst of those seasons and those moments is just an indicator of how uncomfortable we are and how resistant we are to the discomfort. And I think the real lesson in those seasons is to learn how to be in the discomfort, 
Learn how to sit in the shit without it having to mean something. Learn how to sit with the discomfort of being a human without trying to like search out and seek this otherworldly meaning. Like, again, there's a time and a place for those things, and they're always there. They always exist. That's not, I'm not saying that they don't. I'm just saying that when you're in the midst of a shitty situation, when you are in that primordial earth womb, having descended into the darkness, that's not always the time to seek the light. That's the time to sit in the darkness and see what she has to teach you. Sit with the wise women, sit with the elders, sit with the crone, right? And just be, be in the shit. And what I found is when we can be with the shit, when we can sit with the discomfort without searching for a meaning, without it having to have a meaning in the moment, that's when we can make those quantum leaps, right? That's when we can kind of uh, compress time a little bit and move through it a little more quickly because we've dissolved the resistance to it. And I've experienced this in my life multiple times. The biggest, uh, kind of the most profound time was when I was in labor with my, my youngest. He's 16 months old now. And his labor and delivery were just vastly different than his sister's. With all three of his sisters, I was in labor for anywhere from 10 to 12 hours. I pushed for about 30 minutes and just just very, very hard, very hard Um, versus his. I was in labor for four hours and he was here after like three pushes. (laughs) And I, I know that it was because I learned how to be with the discomfort, right? I remember being in labor with him and a wave of intensity would wash over my body. And I would feel myself wanting to tense up, wanting to resist it, right? Wanting to fight what was happening in my body because it was so uncomfortable. And I would close my eyes and I would breathe and I would consciously tell myself, stop. Your body knows what to do. Your baby knows what to do. You have got to get out of the way, get out of the way get out of the way, get out of the way. And I would just breathe through it and let it be and sit with that discomfort, sit with the darkness. Every time it would happen, I closed my eyes every single time. And I honestly think that that's why his labor and delivery were so different, so much easier, so much faster because I didn't fight the darkness. I didn't fight the discomfort. I didn't resist I was able to surrender and allow and in the surrender and in the allowing and in the non-resistance, not only did I move through things so much more quickly, I got to the other side where I could see that silver lining. I didn't have to search for the silver lining in the moment because God knows I couldn't, right? I was able to get to the other side. I was able to then see the silver lining. So I really think we have to learn, like this is part of our soul's mission. I know this is part of my soul's mission in this lifetime is to learn how to be with the discomfort, learn how to journey into the darkness, into the descent and just be there and learn that it's not so scary. Yeah, it's uncomfortable, but the discomfort is also temporary. 
And the sooner we can dissolve the tension and dissolve the resistance, the faster we can move through it. So that's where I've been for the last couple of weeks, just in it, in it, in the freaking trenches. And of course, during all of this, I'm like unraveling my entire business. Like what? Because of course, like I had had all of this momentum and all these things were happening. Everything was great and all like private clients reaching out and just, it was amazing, amazing. And then screeching halt, speed bump, speed bump, speed bump, roadblock, roadblock, roadblock. (laughs) So of course, like all of this is happening and now I'm like unraveling my business. Like what the fuck am I doing wrong? Obviously something's wrong. (laughs) Obviously this is not the right path. I am being given redirection, right? There's no such thing as objection. It is just redirection. So I am being redirected. What do like, what do I need to look at here? And I promise I'm getting to that question, the juicy question that I offered you. So I sat with it and I I actually have my open journal in front of me right now with pages and pages and pages that I have just written and over the last several weeks of, you know, just download after download after download and clarity after clarity after clarity. And, you know, I've, I've, for the last 10 years, I've had this deep, um, just interest, innate interest and reverence for the sacred feminine. It started when I was pregnant with my first daughter in the summer of 2013. And, um, it's kind of, you know, ebbed and flowed since then. And, uh, came on really, really strongly after I had my second daughter in 2019. Uh, and then I had my third daughter in 2020 and then I had my son in 2021. So back to back to back initiations into motherhood kind of thrust me into this world of, you know, the sacred feminine. And now I'm doing all this research and studying on womb mythology and just all of these things. So I'm like, okay, so is this what I'm supposed to teach about? (laughs) Because about mm, eight months ago, I made the decision to take the path of least resistance into Uh, graphic design and digital branding, marketing, things like that, because people were just coming to me for it. Um, I've been doing my own graphic design and digital design for the last, oh gosh, since 28, no, 2015, since 2015. So about eight years of uh, self-taught knowledge um, and experience there. And people just started coming to me. Like they would ask me, who does your branding? And, you know, I would very humbly say, I do. (laughs) Uh, I do it all. I always have. And, you know, people started asking me, oh, can you do mine? Can you build my sales page? Can you do this? Can you do that? And then I got hired on um, as a creative director. And uh, then I birthed Wild Branding Co. And, you know, all of this, very much the path of least resistance after a very tumultuous um, journey in entrepreneurship. Uh, you can find it in different places and maybe I'll share the full story, uh, more in depth on here one day, but, um, it just, you know, it just felt natural to go into that. It was very easy for me. I enjoyed it. It was so fun working with creatives to bring their visions, you know, to life. And, but then I started diving more into, to womb wisdom and womb work and all this stuff. And I'm like, what the, this is amazing. Like, of course I want to teach this. So then I go that direction and then speed bump, speed bump, roadblock, roadblock. I actually had a failed launch. I had actually had a couple of failed launches. And so I was like, so this whole last couple of weeks, this deep descent into the darkness really gave me the opportunity to, to look at some things and be like, okay, 
I feel like I'm being called here, but then this is the path of least resistance. But now there are all these roadblocks, like what is happening? And, you know, I sat in meditation for a long time and I just journaled my little heart out and I just gave myself the space to really be with myself. And I sat several days um, at different instances in what I'm calling sacred ceremony with my business, with my brand. And the question that I consistently asked at first was, what am I here to do? What am I here to do? What do I want to do? Where Goddess, what am I supposed to do? Like, that's, that's just what I kept asking. And I kept asking. And that led me to a lot of, you know, a lot of insight and and things like that. But the question that really got me, the question that really pushed me into just crystal clarity was this. What does my brand desire to be? What does my business desire to be? And when I asked that question, a just it's, it was like everything opened up, like the, the earth womb, the celestial womb, like all of the wombs just fucking opened, you guys. And it just, I don't know, like, I, I feel like I get it now. I feel like I get it now. And it's, it's the blending of these two worlds. Like I went through the back-to-back-to-back initiations into motherhood. I've done the reading. I've done the research. I've done the rites and the rituals and the ceremonies so that I could remember that women are powerful creatrixes. We hold within us the codes of all creation. We walk And we live in sacred union and in rhythm with the natural worlds around us. Like (laughs) our menstrual cycle is literally mirrored back to us in the seasons and in the lunar cycles. Like I, it makes me speechless. Like, and I struggle to put into words just how special it is to be a woman and the beautiful, like I feel myself like getting choked up. This sounds so silly, but I feel it. Just the gift that it is to be able to create. And I'm not just talking about lives and babies. Like, of course that counts too. I've got four, but the ability to create anything like women we alchemize like that's literally what we do we take things and we turn them into other things whether it's you know an egg and sperm we make a baby or you know we take all the ingredients and turn it into a beautiful meal or we take you know a messy chaotic home and we turn it into this beautiful space full of love and light and laughter like women are so incredibly powerful. And 
the vast majority of us are walking around so disconnected from ourselves and from each other and from our innate power and potential to create not just babies, not just meals, not just homes, but literally the lives and the realities that we want to experience. We can create it all. And I know that I have had my personal lived experiences, uh, you know, the last 10 years of learning everything I've learned and then back to back to back initiations into motherhood. And just, I know everything that I've learned, everything that I've gone through, everything that has initiated me, has brought me into this moment to have this deep understanding and awareness and reverence for the power within each and every woman on this fucking planet. I can see the power for women to to alchemize, to co-create, to transmute. I can see all of it. Which then allows me to hold the sacred space. And what ultimately came through for my business, for Wild Branding Co., is that it is the womb space. It is the sacred chalice. It is the portal. A chalice where powerful women come to have their ideas alchemized and transmuted into beautiful legacies of impact. where I get to help my clients birth their brands and their creations into reality, bringing their visions earthside, right? Your brand is your sacred mission in this lifetime. It's your soul's work. The reason you incarnated and the very thing that you are supposed to help heal within the collective And because I have this, you know, gift of being able to see the pure power and potentiality of women, I know, I know that I'm here to help women feel more connected to their purpose, feel more embodied in their truth, be more bold in their expression, helping visionary leaders bring their visions earthside, capturing the essence of their brand, but more than their brand, their soul's mission in this lifetime. So that they can then powerfully share it with the world. Right? The difference, and I'm reading from the pages of my journal right now, but the difference between a brand and a business or a brand and a hobby is that a brand is a legacy. It's what you're here to do. It's the medicine that you're meant to give to the collective, the healing that you're meant to share and bring into the world. And I get to work with women who see their work as sacred, a divine mission and a soul purpose. (sighs) A sacred chalice, a holy grail where wild visionary women come to be seen in their truth embody their power and birth their visions into reality.
So the question, the number one question to ask is not, what am I here to do? What do you want me to do? Ask the thing that is begging to be birthed through you. What it desires to be. Develop a relationship with your brand and with your business and with your sacred gifts. I feel like the connotation around branding is very capitalistic. And I don't love that. Um, but it's also a word that everyone knows. So I, I don't really want to change it. Like everyone understands what I mean when I say I'm a creative director, founder and creative director of, a, of Wild Brain & Co. Like people understand that. But what I also want them to understand is that it is so much deeper than that. Your brand, the, the visual elements, they're just the vehicle to get your medicine and your mission and your wisdom out into the collective. So if you've never, if you're a business owner, a brand builder, then I invite you to sit in ceremony with your business, with your brand, with the creation that is begging to move through you. Have a dialogue with it. Develop a relationship. Open a conversation. Ask it what it desires to be. There are stories of women connecting with the souls of their babies before they ever become pregnant. I think those are the most beautiful stories. Stories of toddlers telling their mommies, I chose you from heaven. Absolutely incredible. Your brand chose you. The idea that is begging to be birthed through you, the creation that is begging to be moved through you, it chose you. Of course, it's not the same thing as a human. I'm not making that comparison. But I do think it's significant. And we're so quick to brush off our ideas or to trivialize them, but they chose you. You're the one that they want to move through. You're the one that they want to help alchemize and manifest them into reality. So open that conversation and ask them, what do they want to be? What desires to move through me today? And just see what happens. <sighs> I hope this episode is well-received. I feel like it has the potential to paint me as a psychopath, but you know, this is what's, this is what's real for me right now. And 
here, I've got one last little detail that I want to share with you. So I told you that yesterday was the last day of this descent that I've recently been in and also the first day of a new descent. And, you know, a descent implies a death, right? We descend down into the primordial earth, earth mother womb. Uh, and the understanding is that some part of us has to die, right? Some part of us dies and is returned to the earth. And then we ascend having released that which we did not need any longer, right? We then ascend. Well, today I took my dog on a walk, a walk I do with her all the time, almost every day. And I hope I don't get emotional here. I might get emotional again. But I was walking, and on the sidewalk, I looked down, and there was this baby bird who had fallen out of his nest. He had already passed. It was just his little body. And then I looked up a couple feet, uh, kind of on this hill, and there was another one. Two little baby birds already gone. Their little bodies just there. And, you know, in the past, (laughs) I never would have touched them ever, but I feel so connected to everything around me. I I mean, hesitate. I immediately pick them both up and I said a little prayer over their little bodies And then I put them, I like nestled them side by side uh, at the base of a tree and covered their little bodies with a flower. And of course, you know, I'm going through like (laughs) the human emotions of, oh my God, these baby birds fell out of this tree. Like how long did they lay there crying? Did their mom watch them cry? Did their mom watch them until they, you know, made their little last chirpy sound? Like, oh my God, putting myself through so much agony over these little dead baby birds. Like my walk was 45 minutes and I saw this at the very beginning of it and I cried the whole walk, you guys, like the whole walk. Yes, I was sad, of course, that I found these baby birds, but then just like the wave of connectedness that I felt, you know, to just the cycle of life and the fact that it's springtime here and it's a beautiful day and there are birds chirping and flowers blooming and in the midst of all of this life, there's also death and life, like life and death don't negate one another. They... Uh, imply one another, right? There has, in order for there to be life, there has to be death. And in order for there to be death, there has to be life. And in order for us to ascend, we have to descend and we have to go through these dark, dark seasons. We have to embrace them and allow them to cleanse us. Allow those parts of us to die away those parts of us that we don't need so that we can then ascend and have a greater sense of clarity, a greater sense of purpose, a greater sense of connectedness. And I know 
that those little baby birds were a symbol of a part of me that has died away. And I know it's appropriate to grieve that and I'm allowing myself to do that and simultaneously celebrating, right? Because where there's death, there's life. Where there's life, there's death. This just new found sense of clarity and just a common theme in my life right now is this feeling of the exhale. Like, oh, I can exhale. I know where I am. I know what I'm doing. I know why I'm here. I know what my work in this lifetime desires to be. I know how she desires to manifest. And I know how I am here to co-create her. So I will leave you with that, my love. I hope this episode has served you. I feel like it was kind of all over the place, but I hope that you're able to pull out a nugget or two. And if you're a business owner, then I invite you to ask your brand those questions. Ask your work, your purpose work. If brand and business, if those words don't resonate for you, then find words that do. Your purpose work. What does it desire to be in this lifetime? Take the pressure off of yourself and the need to make it something and allow it to be what it wants to be. And then step up and do your part in the co-creation. I love you.